Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. Jazz here. And I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Cliff Jumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Now, Toycast. Oh, yes. Listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello, and welcome to Toycast. This is episode 145. I'm, of course, TF Joe and Mike. Joining me, sort of as always, is Josh the Floorburger. Hello, sir. Good evening. Yes, and returning, because I don't remember when the hell the last time he was on this show, is Mr. Adas Baron. Hello, sir. Hi, I think it was September. Was it really? Good I lord. So. That, that's why yeah. I was looking at the, the call yeah. log. Yep, Toys yeah. of Summer. Yeah, because we started doing a whole bunch of origin stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So the three of us are back. This is a display case episode. And holy crap, folks. <laughs> Let's just break the glass. Don't touch! All right, so episode 145, I kind of sort of mentioned off air that I was going to cheat. We usually bring one toy per person per episode, but since these kind of go together, how can I not talk about the Blue Bomber and the Red Rocker, Rock'em Sock'em Robots Funko Pops all at the same time? It's a mouthful. You know, say what you will about Funko. And I do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I ignore you, or I beat you the hell up. If they ever do, a, <laughs> sorry, I have, if they ever do a, yeah, yeah, if they ever do a Funko Pop moment, like just recently they released the Funko Pop moment of uh, Cena and The Rock in the ring from whatever, whichever wrestling. Cena looks like he has hair this time, so I'm assuming it's one of the earlier bouts that they did. But basically, if Funko ever did a Rock'em Sock'em Robots moment where they were in the game ring, these individual pops literally look like, talk about ripping the game pieces right off the board. It looks amazing. And I didn't even know, and I had been a a fan of uh, Rock'em Sock'em when I was a kid. I do not remember them having names Back then, I know they did, but I did not remember what the hell they were. And then when they Fun- have names, yeah, Red Rocker and Blue Bomber. 
Because Funko came out with these in... When did they release these? I don't know. It's on the bottom of the box, and I can't read that small, tiny print. What I love about... Don't remember those names at all. I don't know. Maybe they just made them up. I'm not sure. I don't have a Rock'em Sock'em Wikipedia link pulled up at the moment. I, I love how it says on here, the world's only fighting robots. Technically, that's not true because the Autobots and Decepticons fight each other for four million years. But anyway, like I said, for me, what I like about these is I, I just I love that they are not because they're morphing the Funko Pop style with the Rock'em Sock'em robot style. Even though, yes, they do have the black soulless eyes, it doesn't look like it is that soulless because the head is the the heads on them are so not your standard Funko Pop head. So that is very, very cool. See, I did not have an actual uh, Rock'em Sock'em robot set as a kid. However, I had the Ninja Turtle version. (laughs) <laughs> Michelangelo and uh, Shredder. Those were fun until like the the locking mechanisms of the head stopped working. Yeah, I didn't have the turtle versions. There was the Karate Fighters sort of, no pun intended, spinoff later the, on. The figures that had the the little uh, gun things that you plug into their backs. No, you would put them into you. You peg them into um, handles basically, yeah, and you would spin like. a knob on the handle, and then they would flip around and kick each other in the chest and go flying. Interesting. Rock'em robots. Yep. Uh, those are my choices for this evening. Absolutely love them. At some point or another, I will take them out of their boxes, but that's going to be after <laughs> I eventually find a new place to live. Yay! According to this eBay listing, they tried to do an actual action figure series of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I could have um, sworn there was a, yeah, I could have sworn there was a cartoon series and another type, type series as well, so. It's no it Super was. Soaker Man. <laughs> no, it is not Super Soaker Man, but it, it looks like they took some stuff from, what do you call it, Crash Test Dummies. Mm-hmm. And it looks like just robot wars, and they fall apart and they break apart as they punch each other, so they took a basic kid's boxing game and turn it into kind of a Terminator type thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point, as you find folks will hear in this audio right here, that's the whole point of the commercial. You're slugging it out in the middle of the ring! And you have a hard drive to the job! And Blue Bomb is black is knocked off! And Block is knocked off? Sure, but you can press it right back on again. It's just part of the action with the world's only boxing robots, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Marks. Takes two managers to handle the fighters and lots of skill to win. With these control levers, you can keep your fighters in motion to duck punches. When you press this plunger, he throws a right uppercut. Press the other plunger and there's a left jab. Lots of exciting action and fun for everyone when the world's only boxing robots battle it out. The blue bomber's looking for an opening. And just push the flying head back and you're ready for round three. Boy, this is a greatest. You bet. The world's only boxing robots. Get the Rock'em Sock'em Robots by Mark. At the end of it, I'm going to knock your block off. And that's <laughs> how you beat the game. Is That's that's what it was. I At just least threw it in our I chat. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Mattel 2000. God, that was 22 years ago. Jesus. Oh. And I remember them a long time before then, too, because looking at the the game was originally available in the orig- uh, during the in the UK in the 1970s. Uh, although under the name Raving Bonkers, because, oh, my God, anything that says war in the United Kingdom. I mean, you can't have Ninja Turtles. You have to have Hero Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never quite understood what the the issue was with nunchucks what was it, in the 70s and yeah, then working their way into the 80s where they were like banned well like well, a sword know. is far more uh, lethal than a nunchuck technically so this is episode 145 of Toycast. if you go over to the pull bag episode 470 my buddy Ryan and I talked about the Punisher and his new change of weaponry and things like that because morons here in the United States are using the Punisher logo for things that they shouldn't be using it for and whatever, whatever. Have they re-edited them edited them to look like phones? I don't know. No, I don't think I don't I don't know. Anyway, point is is they changed Marvel has now changed the Punisher's weapons from guns to swords or knives or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself a knife and a sword. Like I've seen some stuff recently with knives and swords in in media, like Mortal Kombat and other things, where it's like that's a lot more bloody than getting shot in the head. I don't know. It it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. like I said, I really I mean think that- we can split hairs with it, but easier think- to reattach. <laughs> oh lord okay josh what do you got all right so for my first one i'm going to talk and i've mentioned this one in previous podcasts the 1988-89 release of food fighters i'm going with the leader of the refrigerator rejects and that is mean wiener yo burgundy you want this you'll never cut the mustard mean wiener Again, Food fighters, figures in combat card, and eat sold separately. Toys do not walk and talk. Mean Wiener, if you have not seen Mean Wiener, is essentially what feels like and looks like a dog chew toy. So it's that soft, rubbery material that you'll get for a chew toy. Yeah. And it's hollow and it's very squeezable. It's it's a, it it does feel like squishy kids play food that you might see in a little kitchen playset. It's got Sculpted on eyes, nose, a weird little tongue dangling out of what would be the mouth, and some military garb. Sort of a military hat and backpack. He comes with a little blue pistol, and he was a random toy I got, and if memory serves me right, I got it at a Dominic's grocery store in Chicago, which is which is now gone. But I got it with my grandmother one time, and I think I was too young to really understand the the background of the figure that he was actually a bad guy and he just worked his way into the rest of my toy universe he just happened <laughs> to be a, a hot dog that was quite popular with with everybody else he was a hero just like anybody else and 
didn't know there was a whole line to it until I go to a friend's house two, three years later, and he's got all of it. He's got every single figure, every single vehicle, and he didn't care about it. He just – it was just another toy to him. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, and I actually started writing stories. So when you're in fourth grade, third, fourth grade, fifth grade, you start writing narratives and creative stories. And I wrote stories about the food fighters and created my own. And and it was the only one I had for years. And unfortunately, he uh, we lost him sadly to a exploding uh, sewage pipe, toilet pipe, whatever you want to call it, the pipe that takes the waste out of the house. Yes, that would be the sewage pipe. Yeah, burst. And my my dad used a big plastic bucket of toys to catch it. And it just also happened. <laughs> and obviously, if it, it's raw sewage going into something like that, you pretty much you can't salvage it. But it was worse because it had one of those blue toilet cleaning tablets in the toilet tank at the time. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what a crappy predicament. So. Yeah. It could have legit just been just the blue water that burst. Like, there might not have actually been any waste in it. But, unfortunately, a lot of toys were, were lost to – I never really came up with a snappy name for that. The crappening, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it was one of the ones that was lost in the crappening. And it was sad because it was it was a toy that my grandmother had gotten me, and she passed in, like, 2001. So years later she passed, but – it, it was always just kind of one of these really fun, really random kind of toys that were commonplace in the late 80s, early 90s. And then it wouldn't be until I got into college that I got the full set again, got him back. So the one I have right now is not my original, but he's good enough. And uh, he, he kicked off a huge collection for me for a while where I was collecting every Food Fighter I could get my hands on. So he's one of my one of my little favorites. And I enjoy him. And I actually, as much as I give Pop a hard time, <laughs> I really think Funko Pop should try to grab the Food Fighters license. And try oh, to they them. absolutely should. There's no reason for them not to. It's their style. It'd be easy. Yeah. I mean, just looking at this thing, and I can hear, and I, I wish I knew the guy's name that, that did it, because I heard it recently when I was editing the last episode of the podcast with uh, with Toy Guru. The guy that do, did the old Mattel commercials when it's when they're going through the preamble at the end, like, you know, only from Mattel. Like, I'm looking at this picture you sent us and the, the front of the of the packaging of it. And I'm like, yeah, that, you know, you 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 do mix it a little differently and maybe put a little relish in there. And Funko, you, there you go. You got a whole new thing. And I, I love the art style. And when you really dive deep into the line and you see the coloring book and the puzzles and the card back stuff, somebody really took a lot of time and passion into doing this. And I believe it might be a French artist. I, I should have done a little bit more research before coming into the podcast. But there's there was some thought to this. And I've heard rumors that they were supposed to be aliens. That was the whole background of the actual toy line. Should it have gone on any further? Mm-hmm. Which would explain a lot. But. It, it, it just it's one of those very random toy lines that I think was just out at the perfect time and really exposed my my love for anthropomorphic food. And that that came out of that was born in Pee Wee Herman. That sounds really weird to say it like that, but you know what I mean? Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse had the claymation anthropomorphic food. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always love those scenes. And this thing was just like, 
having one of those little puppets in my hand. So that's that's Mean Wiener. That's he, he's my guy. I'm I'm fist bumping him right now as I sit here, and he stares at me. That's kind of creepy. Das, what do you got? So for today's episode, uh, I happen to have the Marvel Legends uh, Colossus Juggernaut two pack Juggernaut. So uh, let's go back to, I don't know, 2017, 2016. We, we had like no X-Men in representation in Marvel Legends because of all sorts of legal brouhaha. And then by then they started trickling them in because of rights acquisitions and what have you. And Marvel was lessening their grip on what they're licensing out and whatnot. So there was that juggernaut Build-A-Figure wave. Which, of mm-hmm. course, I got. Uh, Juggernaut is probably one of my favorite X-Men villains. And at the time, you know, I thought it was a really good figure. He had some really nice dents in his helmet and everything. You know, th- there were figures in the wave which I didn't want, but I want, I wanted all of them to, to build Juggernaut. And then, a couple years later, they announced this two-pack, and I'm thinking, ah, you're, you're just gonna, you're trying to sell me on the same damn figure again. Well, they sold me on the same damn figure again. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this was mainly so I could get a, a classic Colossus. And then upon examining this new Juggernaut, yes, they used the same mold, but they did a number of additions and alterations to this, which make it the superior Juggernaut, which I hate to say dethrones my Marvel Selects ones, which I still love to this day. It's just, you know, articulation and what have you. So for this one, they got rid of the belt. They gave him more comic-accurate colors. Different pairs of hands. His his initial helmet is not ball-peened, so to speak. It's smooth. He has, he has pupilless eyes. I can go without that sometimes. But his teeth are all kind of messed up, and then he has an alternate Kane Marco head with a busted-up dome that you can put on top of him like he just had the crap kicked out of him. And th- this is a big chunky figure which i just love posing i i do like those really bulky figures because often you'll get a bulky figure but because he's so massive he can't move or do anything i've i've run into that with figures before but this juggernaut is fully posable and i have no complaints over that hey that was fun i actually never got that one i i got most of the figures from the build a figure wave i remember mm-hmm and I think I ended up just selling those at a toy show because I still have the original Toy Biz one. But one of the little chest armor. Well, there was the X Men Classics one that everyone had, wanted, which in hindsight is super hideous. It's hideous now. It was it was pretty well done for the time. But I also had the Toy Biz, the original Marvel Legends series six. I think it was the one the Dead, uh, Deadpool was in that way too. Mm-hmm. And. I just I still found that one to be an excellent figure, even if its proportions by today's standards are ape-like, to say the least. Oh, yeah. But I do like those big, chunky figures, and I always admired that one, but I just I couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on it because I always had that one version that I liked. And I don't even know where it is right now. Like he, he comes with so much already. But like the one thing that's missing, which would have been really neat, is a, a to scale uh Crimson Gem of Sidorak to go with him. They always leave the one accessory you want out, don't they? Yeah, I mean, like, it would be a cool addition. I don't necessarily need it, because in the end, what would I do with it? But True. it's nice to have. You'd probably they, lose it, but, yeah. They would probably give him some sort of action feature to throw it or launch it or something. Ooh, that, that's we, what I'd like to see. Can we get a Marvel Legends of, from the... Since we're getting X-Men animated figures, let's get the guy who got Juggernaut's powers in that one episode 
and not in the juggernaut outfit, but in his disco <laughs> oh, boogie no. outfit, his white disco boogie outfit. Oh, Lord. Right, I have to this now. Wow. That was That's... one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> there, there's a Power Rangers reference in it. Um, yes, there is. <laughs> right, I just Googled juggernaut discount, uh, disco outfit. Wow, the search results are interesting. <laughs> you might want to put X-Men in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't think that X is going to help. Uh, well, it's it's already pretty bad. <laughs> uh, for anybody listening at home, if you really want to see some interesting results, just Google Juggernaut Disco Outfit. Go right to images, and I think my safe search is is not on. So yes, that would explain what I'm seeing. Moving on. Wow. Damn. All right, the last thing I will say about the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I have looked this up. Yes, Blue Bomber, Red Rocker were always their names from the beginning. And the only reason why I know this is because the article says that they were renamed in the UK in the 70s, Basher Bonker and Biffer Bonker. What the? Sounds right. I Feels right. I, I just don't even have any idea anymore, folks. No clue. So... Yeah. Anything else you want to say about your your ketchup toy, Josh? I just I like a lot of toy lines that that take these risks into the bonkers and obscure and random and just do something fun that can catch the imagination of of a kid who doesn't know anything better about it and doesn't know the lore, doesn't know the history of it and just gives him a chance to to enjoy it and just be a kid with it. And I Food Fighters will always stick with me for that because what's easier to play with than a food soldier in your fridge that you can just leave open for hours and 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 increase your family's electric bill and spoil all your food. Great. Alrighty then, Das. Anything else you want to say about uh, good old Jughead there? <laughs> um, this this was a figure um, earlier, quote unquote, earlier in the line where. They started giving us variants, so to speak, of um, different characters or different uh, versions where, like, if you didn't like it the first time around, <laughs> they may, they're more than likely going to reissue it in a better looking way than it had initially been shown or in, in your ideal version of it. Yep. Now, that being said, I'm still waiting on a decent Hobgoblin Hasbro. You keep giving me like this extreme demonic, like demorphed face with a shred cape. I don't want that. I still have my Toy Biz one, which if it weren't for his scrawny legs, still holds up. It's over on my other shelf and I'm sitting at my desk, so I can't actually go over and get it. You should get the, – the most decent Hobgoblin you're going to get is from Funko, honestly, because there are two versions. There are two versions of him. This is from Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s, and I have the glow-in-the-dark version of him riding on his glider, and it's the only Hobgoblin I will ever have because I've seen some of those normal figures of him, and they are very indecent. And I've seen that one at Target recently, and – just like the color, like the the brightness that they used on it, mm. mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah, that glow, man. Whew. That glow is like literally every Funko has done good and bad things with their glow in the dark things, and sometimes it's they they only put the glow stuff on one part of it, or sometimes they'll put it over the whole thing. This thing, man, it like 
it's like whatever you do, don't put your gizmo next to it because you you can't have gizmo exposed to light after midnight. Anyway, I think uh, you just combined two rules there, sir. Two rules? What I I, I don't live by any rules. What are you I mean, talking you, about? You you can't feed gizmo after midnight. You just can't expose him to bright light at any time. Oh well, he's not whatever. like okay at five thirty p.m. to just flash well, him. I can, tell man right, dangerously. I can tell right. you right now, at 5.30 p.m. here in the Pacific time zone, the sun is still out, and it is bright as hell in this apartment, and that hobgoblin is not going to glow. So in order to get my hobgoblin glow-in-the-dark reference, you kind of had to, you know, combine two different rules. It doesn't matter. I break the rules around here. Well, I will <laughs> say I liked the Toy Biz Spider-Man hobgoblin, I think from, I want to say maybe 2000, maybe 2002. Mm-hmm. Just because he had one of the best gliders for any of the goblins, it was pretty big. I'll see if I can find a good picture of it. But it, is that the one they it, repurposed for Demo Goblin? Probably, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And he just had this really nice size glider that just worked really well. And of course, I sold it. <laughs> of course, you did because you yeah. sell everything. You even sold your soul before. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. That's of, how I got on this show. Uh, no, because I would have actually charged you money for that. Anyway. <laughs> you think I'm worth something? Yes. I'll take the compliment when I can get it. No, it just means I know you'll sell out. Hey, I don't sell out. I buy in. Ooh. Oh, God. All right, Mr. AEW. Uh-huh. That's actually a Seth Rollins reference. What? Yes, I I know, but they also used it over on AEW a couple of times too. Well, I don't have TNT, so what? I don't have TNT either, but I still know. Anyway, that's gonna do it for this display case. As you can tell, folks, we are all really shattered around here. Das, where can the people find you online, sir? Um, what do I use nowadays? Um, he doesn't know. <laughs> no, Facebook and uh, Instagram for a period Das Baron. There you go, Josh. What about you? <laughs> Floorburger five five three uh, on the Twitters. You'll never see anything creative because I just try to be funny to respond to other people's tweets, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. We know. Yes. <laughs> Wait. And I, I am at. You you? <laughs> oh, uh, the jig is up. Ah, damn it! Shoot. At a Das Baron on Twitter as well. Anyway, I'm at TFU and Mike, and we will catch you next time here on ToyCast. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.